welcome to yet another Coffee Conversations with myself, Vivian. Um, a podcast where we discuss all things music, sit down with your favorite musicians. And today is no different. Today I'm actually quite excited because I have someone who I think has such a beautiful spirit. When I look at her, when I watch her perform, when I listen to her music, I'm just like, oh, she's a ball of energy. She's beautiful. She's, yeah, talented. Um, I sit down um, with Zoe Mudicha. She is a summer-nominated artist, South African uh, jazz musician. Um, she is also someone who is taking South African music um, to the world. Um, welcome, Zoe. Wow, that is so <laughs> awesome. I actually need to come to these podcasts for my life. <laughs> Just I'm come so get my security here and be like, okay, I can continue. Yeah. <laughs> And Thank you for having me. I just me, feel like Vivian. that's just half of the things that, um, you know, I that you 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 are that you embody. Because I listen to your music and I'm like, it is so beautiful. Your energy you. is captured so beautifully in your music, and I'm so glad that you made time to sit with us, Woo-hoo! well, with me and have coffee with me. Um, I can't wait to get into it. Um, I think for me, this podcast or this platform is to introduce people to who you really are, mm. you know. Um, it's one thing to go to an interview and they talk about where you were born and all of that. Mm. But this is a platform where I, I want to get to tap into you, into your spirit, into your music and how it comes about. Oh, so That's amazing. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited. Only a pleasure. So, Zoe, um, let's start with you, you know, with, with the beginning of your journey, where it started. You were on The Voice. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so there, there's, a, there's a performance, actually, that almost literally brought me to tears. And that was the, I think it was, I, don't, I don't, can't remember the name of the song. Yes. But it, 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 it's something about church and... Take Me to Church. Take Me to Church, by, yes. By Ho- Hosea, if I'm oh saying that name right. Oh, my God. I watched it and I was like... Look at this. Oh, goodness. Let's start at, let's start there. Like when you went to audition for The Voice and your journey through it and making it to the finals. Yes. Hey, top four. <laughs> top, top eight. Top eight. Oh, was it top eight? Yes, oh, top my eight. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. but let's, let's get into that. Oh, man. So, I mean, I was living in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. I was a student in Cape Town for a while. Um, and unfortunately, I had gotten kicked out of, of jazz studies due to my theory um, marks. Oh, no. Um, And I was very, very disappointed about that because I came from a a very academic family. Mm. And I always liked the idea of validating just the bigness of music through studying Mm. it as well. Not because Mm. of the pressure they'd given me, but because I just wanted to add that respectability. Yeah. So when that fell out of place, I was like, oh, man, what now? Yeah. And I I recorded a whole album, believe it or not. I was still working um, in in Cape Town, um, doing some corporate gigs and weddings and whatnot. And I was able to work on my album. And and then I had the idea of um, moving to Johannesburg, I had been here just before I went to study in Cape Town, so I wasn't completely unfamiliar with it. Yeah. But as a a person who was profession, professional in what they were doing, it would have been my kind of debut. Yeah. And I was trying to find ways to create a buzz around myself or at the very least an awareness mm. that there is someone called Zoe Mutecha that exists. Mm. So the the 
whole thing of the voice came up what is the voice oh it's this competition where they put content contestants in a cool light um and they just kind of focus on the talent and i was like i'd like to do that yeah um so i auditioned for that and met a lot of amazing people who are also professionals in the industry mm. um got to be mentored by lira and the rest of the quote coaches as well but yeah. I was mentored specifically by Lyra who is you know a consummate professional in, mm. in our space and that's oh a very God. beautiful quality to take from her yeah. um, and just the world class way of producing shows and whatnot. and these are things I wanted to obviously pick her brain about so um, it was an amazing experience and mm. it was a great springboard um, into what I'm doing now and creating myself as my own brand. Yeah. And I, I, I really love, I admire where you've, you're taking your brand. Um, I mean, for me, I think you're one of the most versatile vocalists and Yay. musicians that I have ever come across, especially when I watch those performances. You know, every week you'll come and you'll do something completely different, which yeah. is very special. Um, but one thing that particularly stood out for me was the Nina Simone for women performance that you did on, um, was it the summer? Yes. Overseas yeah. scholarship. Scholarship. Competition. And yeah. you, there's something special about you that commands attention when you walk onto stage. And I, I think I listened to one of your interviews where you, you were speaking about, um, being visible, mm. you know, you, you want to, you want to always be, you know noticeable and it comes through comes through so well in just you you know who you are um thank you there's a song of yours that i was actually listening to today love yahweh and i remember i used to hear that song so much on kaya fm and i was like i need to see this person yeah and when i saw you there's something about your energy that comes through so much in your music but let's talk about you know, the making of the music and how you bring your energy and your spirit and the soulfulness into it. Mm. Oh, man. So, um, Love Yahweh was my debut single mm -hmm. from my debut album, which was released in 2017, March. Mm. And um, the thing about this album that was so special was that I wrote um, most of the songs unless it was a cover like Yakalinkomo, mm. which is by Winston Mangungu or Open Your Eyes, You Can Fly by Chick Corea. Mm. But the rest of those songs were originals um, and there were arrangements made by me um, and it was produced by me. And what? for me, it was amazing in the sense that it was a learning ground for me. But I just enjoyed the idea of betting on myself enough to produce work that sounds like me and that yeah. feels like me yeah. and that doesn't have other fingerprints on it, even if I'm figuring it out mm. as I go along. So that album will always be extremely special. It was 23 tracks because I was 23 when I released uh. it. And it was called Yellow because that's my favorite color. It yes. was a novel because it was an extensive body of work. Yes. As anyone who enjoys the album will tell you, it's not like a, a three-minute kind of bop, but it's like a... Very much like a reader, you have to really go into that music and allow yourself to be moved and impacted by it, you know. Mm. So, um, like I'd said before, a lot of the material was written when I'd just been kicked out of school. Yeah. Um, luckily enough, I was still able to use the facilities at school. So I'd, I would go to this particular grand piano in the practice rooms and all these songs just like to put it in the best way, were regurgitated out of me. It really, it was kind of like out of 
out of my body kind of experience yeah. where I really feel like I was being used by something to have all this music out because as much as we've intellectualized music because we've studied it, it wasn't that at all. Mm. It was just like an overpouring of expression. And it it's ah oh man, yellow will always be a very, very, very it's special. It's beautiful. Part of it's beautiful and I, I love how it was received, you know. Um it's a very it's it's strong. You know, it's a strong body of, of work and you listen to it and you just like I say, you know, for me one of the things that really stand out is how much of you comes through in mm. it. You know, and you you kinda want to carry that through in your music. You know, um, years to come, you still want people to remember you for that body of work. Mm. So let's backtrack a little. Um, I know that you come from a family that was very that was very inspired by music, or they loved music, and that yes. that obviously inspired you wanting to go further and study music. Let's talk a bit about that. Ah, uh, so. I I come from an academic family, mm. like I I always say. I come from an academic. <laughs> I come from a... Um, but the special thing about this family is their eclectic taste in music. My sister would be listening to hip hop and guido, and um R and B. My mom would be listening to Motown music, um, and just like the Donny Hathaways mm. and all these amazing ballads and the Nina Simones. My father would be listening to the Mbakanga, the jazz. So there was always a lot of just me seeing them react and live to mm. these different kinds of musics. Mm. And I remember quite early on thinking, man, I really want to make people feel this way. The way people, these people that I love so much feel yeah. when they, the reaction they have to this music. To music. I want to give people that. And I didn't mm. know at the time that what I'm, what I was sowing a seed into, what I was sowing a seed of was me being mm. a musician. But I just knew I wanted people to feel like that. Mm. And I've never really gone into this, but I was telling a friend of mine, and they were like, "You never say this at interviews." But my father lived a pizana, okay. and he was um, in the medical field. But he opened up a studio where my, my older brothers would go and record and artists from around the place at Pizana would come oh, wow. and kind of record music there. Mm. So quite early on, I was experiencing the idea of like a studio and what capturing sound looks like. Um, and I don't think my dad could sing or play to save his life, but he actually gave life to a lot of people that yeah, were quite talented. Mm. You know, I was just the only person to really go forward in making it a career. Oh wow! You know, but yeah, and so you then decide that you're going to pick the clarinets, piano, and voice in yes. school. Was this a conscious decision? Was it something that you really wanted to do, or was it a school saying, "Hey, you gotta pick one of these"? So, I mean, when I went to the National School of the Arts, mm. I auditioned with a song called "I Dream to Dream," mm. um, which is is like an opera song, basically. And I'd learned that from primary school um, through another music teacher who was there. And they accepted me and they asked you there, what do you want to do? Not even do you want to do another instrument, but they actually ask you to pick a second instrument. Uh. So that's where I picked the piano um, and I was studying that. And then I just got a little overly ambitious 
because I there was an orchestra at school I wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And I needed an orchestral instrument to be a part of that orchestra. Yeah. So I was like, hey, guys, everyone is playing a violin, so let me play a clarinet. Oh, wow. So you want to be special now. I want to, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, let me just do this. And yeah. I was actually very competitive with this instrument. And I'd practice... I mean, like seven, eight hours every single day on mm. all of these instruments. Um, but the clarinet eventually fell off. I just use that for recording in studio. I don't really perform live with that. Mm. Um, and piano, I write with guitar. I picked up um, self-taught. So, oh, yeah. wow. And at what point did you realize that you've discovered, you've now discovered your voice? Because I think voice is a big part of who you are. You mm. know, it's a big part of the messages that you're sending in terms of making the music, writing the music and recording it, but your voice is what communicates the message. Mm. Um, at what point were you like, yeah, I've now dis- discovered my voice? Yeah, that is such an interesting question. I think when you ask me that question, I think of being in grade four mm. and um, at St. Nicholas Diocesan School in um, Peter Maritzburg, where I used to go. Yeah where he was auditioning all of us with um, Happy Birthday. And that's how we got into the junior choir. And it seems as though my my life has been a series of formal lessons and formal training. Mm. Um, and these are all amazing opportunities because they open you up to so many things mm. with your voice. Absolutely. They allow you to work on your craft mm. uh, tirelessly. They give you tools to use in ways that maybe you wouldn't be aware of what mm. you had. But for me, all of these things opened up this whole entire world for me. And mm. I'm entirely grateful for all the teachers um, that put into who I am mm. right now because yeah, I'm I basically, there's no thank you. There's not enough thank you I could have. Yeah. Um, but with all that being said, um, knowledge is very confusing because hmm. you think sometimes that you having a knowledge of something is you having a knowledge of yourself. Hmm. And these are two Ooh. very entirely different yeah, mm. like things altogether. Mm. The fact that I spend six, seven hours every day um, practicing what it is that I was being taught didn't mean that I was spending six or seven hours a day practicing who it is that I was, Oh, you know? So, um, it was an, an exist, an existential crisis I had even when I was releasing the debut album Mm. because I did showcase my versatility. I did showcase all these things that are part of the human condition to the Mm. best of my ability. But I was just in a space of actually nguba ni mm. Oh nguzoi. I'm this black woman from KwaZulu Natal whose um Zulu is not a hundred percent there anymore because yeah. she's been traveling a lot with her mother mm. and who wants to celebrate what it means to be an African and a modern African at that. Mm. Um so I, I think I'm I'm still figuring that out. And the theme that I'm going into now creatively mm. focuses especially on identity yeah. and having a voice. And yeah. I am figuring that out and I am excited about what that is and about what makes me define myself mm. a certain way, you know. Uh, man, you, yeah. So you've thrown it forward. You've thrown it forward to mm. the theme that you are um, working on now, Kwasuga Sugela. And yes. um, I'm so sorry I couldn't come to your show. It's okay. But um, <laughs> let's let's get into that then. What what creatively and musically what that means for you as Zawumudiha, this artist that wants you know to change um, 
the views of, of people and music and whatever it is that you're trying to achieve through this um, theme of yours? Mm. Um, so as I look at, um, again, the idea of knowledge systems, I realized that um, I was creatively f- free in terms of how I expressed myself without a care in the world. Mm. Um, And I have a very loyal um, support base of people that really live to my music. And and I think those people, just like me, are probably weirdos as well, Mm. or they find themselves in in my music. Mm. But I realized that I wanted to connect to the simplest person as well. Mm. Um, And I was finding that I wasn't quite getting to that. So I decided creatively to start looking into the idea of expressing myself through my mother tongue, mm. because I feel like that communicates something even even big, even beyond the words themselves. Yeah. It kind of yeah. brings in a different kind of spirit because it's not just Zoe, but it's the people that have carried Zoe and the and the people before me that kind of bring me into who I am. Yeah. Anyone that has spoken that language will be speaking into the music as well, mm. kind of thing. So um, with the new music, um, it hasn't been released, but it's going to, you know, we're rolling it out quite slowly. And part of Kwasuga Sugela is to say once upon a time, yeah. you know, there was this Zoe Mutiha and we're going we're gonna to go into a series of stories that involve oh, not just wow. me, but l- what life looks like for all of us yeah. through storytelling, through mm. my mother tongue. Mm. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I love it. And so... Besides, outside of your family, um, what or who has been one of your your biggest uh, music influences? Um, I mean, I know, I know for a fact, I know that Nina Simone will come up. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just uh, like, okay, so we get it. No, 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 no. I, love, I absolutely love it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I, I, I just, I want to know who some of those influences are. You know, um, it's very... I think jazz musicians are so special because you, in your music, you fuse so many different influences into it. You know, there would be a bit of a baganga in, in your jazz sound, but yeah. it would still sound so beautiful. So, but yeah, enough talking from my side. Like, <laughs> let's. <laughs> um, I think... Sorry, I think I missed the question there. Your your music influence. influences. Influences, yes. Yeah, influences. So, Nina Simone, as you would have guessed, mm. is in there. Mm. <laughs> um, undisputedly, she yeah. will always be there. Yeah. She's the queen. She's the godmother. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I've really been anything that I've listened to honestly influences me. Mm. Um, whether these are things I'm listening to very passively, yeah, or whether th- these are things I'm searching for on a playlist, yeah. you know. Yeah. So general influences definitely umam umam, uh, Nina Simone. Uh, very recently, Mam Miriam Makeba, because I was attracted to also what she meant outside of the music mm. and wanting to embody that made me want to listen to her music more. More. Um, yeah. Especially in the climate that we're existing in right now, mm. of a lot of um, black against black hate that's being, in my opinion, perpetuated by people who are benefiting from it. Yeah. Mambu um, Simhlongo. I actually started oh, listening course. to Mambu Simhlongo when I had recorded Inganegwane, mm. and someone likened me to her, and I realized I hadn't listened to her. And 
man, did that person save my life because I was just going into a rabbit hole of records and just discovering again my voice, myself all over again Mm. through her music. Um, I mean, oh man, Ubab Chabukanyile. Oh, I used to think he was so romantic oh, in his man. songwriting, it, right? In oh. Zulu, even. yeah. I miss, I miss that kind of like Zulu charming uh, male singer uh, kind of thing, and yeah. and he just was the epitome of what that was. Yeah. Um, Oma Sangare, um, which is a Malian uh, singer. Um, so many like African artists, even contemporary musicians like mm. her. I love what her mm. is doing right now, mm. and the fact amazing. that she is is moving first through the music and then through image. I just love how she yes. prioritizes the music, the music first. And yet yeah. still talking about actual human things that yes. everyone goes through and everything yeah. everyone knows. Mm. So oh man, it's it's everyone and it's everything. Yeah, I just love music. It's if it pretty much me, a lot of things. Yeah, and so you've you've traveled quite a bit. Um, how has that as a, as a musician? How has that shaped you or brought you into this? I think one of the things that's coming through really strongly about you is the fact that you've discovered yourself fully. You know who Zomudika is. Mm. You know, so through your travels. Um, how would you say that has impacted who you are and becoming fully into yourself um, as as an artist and as a person? Man, so I, I'm i not as well-traveled as I'd like to be. Mm. I think I'm still going to manifest that into my space. Okay. <laughs> but um, I'm part of a world band called um, Seba yes. And that has myself, a South African Manana from yeah. Swaziland, Sebastian and Phil from, from Germany. Yeah. And a lot of my extensive traveling was actually to go to Europe because of the music that we were doing mm, there. Mm. And really being moved, be, being moved or moving people whose stories seem to be very different to yours is probably the most peculiar thing. Because mm. you realize that, okay, Sihlugile. But we're actually not mm. different, At the you know. End of the day. Yeah. Our experiences are very mm. much the same. Mm. Um, and when when you're around people that don't look like you, for me, let me rather say personally, mm. through my traveling, it's made me want to be more of who I am. Mm. So um, where I'll be quite watered down in what I identify myself as. It, it it puts me into a space of wanting to self-actualize even more and be like, actually, who am I? Because mm. I'm representing all those things that I identify as, you mm. know. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things that traveling has done for me. Yeah. I recently came from um, contributing to a play by Somi, an mm. amazing singer called Somi. Yeah, I and love the, Somi. She's oh. so amazing. And she's an Man. amazing spirit, actually, oh. as well. Oh, wow. And she, um, through the sun dance, was um, showcasing a work called Dreaming Zenzile, mm. which is loosely based on the life of Umamire Makeba. So oh, wow. she had a lot of actually like South Africans contributing oh. to that work. Like Abu Vuyo Sotashe, Pindi Wilson, to name a few. And um, even that for me was such a beautiful responsibility mm. in the sense of like, there's this lady, this lady from uh, Rwandan descent who is deeply affected by a southern african mm. icon and a, an african icon how mm. do i contribute to her story and and validate and love on it and and 
water on it and mm. make it something that we can be proud of back home and ah. we can be proud of as Africans as well, you know? So those are other spaces that have pushed me into, again, mm. who am I? What yeah. are we? Yeah. And and seeing that we're so beautiful and that the world is is waiting for our yeah. stories, you know. And I think it's a it's a process of constantly figuring it out and yeah. and discovering yourself every time. I think it happens like for me when I travel, I discover myself all over again every mm. time. Um but you spoke about um Seba Kapstrat. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yes. Um with uh Undumiso Manana and What's that other guy's name? Um, Feel. Feel. And uh, Sebastian. Yeah. So let's 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 talk let's talk about that. How it came about and um how that experience has been for you um as a solo musician. Oh man. Seba Kapstadt is called Seba Kapstadt because Sebastian was the founder, Seba uh, Kapstadt and well, that's our, our city. We were yeah, Cape yeah. Town. Yeah, all Cape Townians, yeah. You know, so um, myself and Manana were studying at UCT mm. in the same year. Mm. Uh, same classes mostly. Mm. And um, a guy called Sebastian was coming down to do, you know, some kind of like short course kind of training yeah, thing. Yeah. And um, we started jamming. Myself and Sebastian started jamming a lot. And... Um, it was a whole thing of like, hey man, let's like, manana come through, let's jam. And mm. we realized that we wrote songs very organically, even as we were jamming. And um, Sebastian was like, man, I don't think we should sleep on this particular thing. Let's actually make it a thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, fast forward three years later, we are a band that has um, two albums out mm. and where we, we just completely get to revel in each other's strengths. And create music that we believe is both intellectual for those that need intellectual music, yeah. but still very um, relatable to do, yeah. to those that just want music yeah. for its message and yes. music for singing along to. Um, and those those gentlemen are very very special to me. I'm I'm very happy about what we've been able to create and what we'll continue to create mm. over time. And the mm. nice thing is that even as solo artists, because we we are all people that. Um, do our own things. Yeah. Manana is uh, an amazing songwriter and an amazing singer in his own right. Mm. Um, Sebastian is a bassist um, and a mastermind in his own right. Mm. Um, Feel as an amazing producer in his own right. And for us to be able to nurture our own spaces and then come into the group with all those collective mm. experiences is so beautiful. Because mm. no one's feeling like, but you are, but you are, yes. you know. We allow ourselves to express ourselves so that we, we, mm. when we come into the group we're as selfless and as giving to what we do and I, I honestly think that's where the magic is mm. the magic is in you guys all coming together and you're making this one thing but everyone is bringing in their own different flavor you know yeah, if yeah. for lack of a better word um, so then okay then let's move from um, Seva Kapstad to your album Mm -hmm. I, I'd like us to touch um, a bit more on on Yellow the novel. You know how how this album came to life, and at the time, the writing, the process of writing. Mm -hmm. I know I'm missing my words, but um, the writing process. You know the 
recording, just the making of mm-hmm. Yellow, the novel. I love it. I, I am actually quite surprised you're not yellow today. <laughs> because I think it's become your brand. You know, you know it, it, every time people see you, they're expecting to see you in this yellow. This is very true. And other people actually don't recognize me unless I'm you're in yellow. yellow. It's hey. the most amazing thing. It's like my great disguise not to be oh yellow. Oh my God. Yeah, but let's get into Yellow the Novel. Um, Yellow the Novel for me is an era. And I think for me, how I want people that love my music and love what I'm about to relate to me is that everything I do is themed. Hmm. So Yellow is me introducing myself to the world and saying that uh, this is my favorite color. These are the things I believe in. This is, you know, what I'm about. Mm. Um, And again, part of transitioning out of yellow is to say to people, there's a new theme coming on. Yeah. So it's to say thank you for what you've contributed to 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 this yellow, but mm. we're moving into something else. Yeah. And it is uncomfortable because it's like, no, but yeah, we like seeing yellow balloons. Mm. We like seeing you in yellow, but there's another theme that we're going to go into and another journey that we're going to go yeah. into. And um, just even outside of that, I think musically, um, the writing process of yellow was based on the human condition. Mm. And everyone can always are liking me to that from now to the day i'm gone wow just to be able because zoe means life in mm. greek all of mm. life and it and mudicha i hope it means peace because that's what my grandfather told me mm. if it doesn't mean peace that's awkward so i want to kind of make peace with being alive huh. you know and i want to be able to have people exist with me um, as a person they can rely on to kind of reflect the human mm. condition and what that is. And and that's all, I think that's all I am. And and I think all my expression is, is just that, you know. Mm. I get to wear amazing costumes. I love putting makeup on. I actually find it very therapeutic. Mm. But more than that, I think my purpose is just like the human condition. And oh, wow. I believe that music heals beyond anything that anyone could ever explain. And oh. it's the one like medicine that we all kind of skip over. You know, mm. it's like, okay, there's doctors, there's homeopathic mm. healers, there's izangoma, there's, you know, but music is actually like this healing power that we all have to kind of recognize it. And if not recognize, just listen to, to yeah. realize what it does to us. Yeah. And that's all I am just wanting to be a part of that. Oh my God. There are so many quotables on this podcast and I'm actually quite excited because <laughs> your mind is just coming through and I'm like, how have I not had a conversation with you before? Hey. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I was watching one of um, the interviews that you did uh, with Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, you actually touched me so much because they were asking you what you would like to be remembered for, mm-hmm. you know? And you started shedding a tear and I'm like, oh, man, this is beautiful. Yeah. But now again, you just touched on purpose, you know? So what are some of the things that when people think, I know you, you, you did say in that interview, you know, what you would like to be remembered for. But when someone thinks, Zoe Mudicha, you know, when you are no longer. Mm. How would you like to be remembered? Man, I think this question is always like, because it you goes to that it place, so right? Beautifully. It mm. goes to that place. Mm. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'm a human being. 
And I try to, even outside of music, I just try to be as decent a human being as I possibly can mm. be. I stumble, I fall, I've thrown a phone at a person that I'm I'm beloved with, you know. Mm. I've been impossible to be around, you know. Mm. I, you know, I've been all these ugly things as well. Mm. But I think I, I'm ultimately just hoping I'm not misunderstood as mm. a human being, Ooh. you know, firstly mm. and foremost. Like, the intentions are always right. Mm. And I think going into the musical space... I, I just, I really, when I perform on stage, I feel people. I feel people, mm. you know. Again, I always say, you know, costumes are nice. I put a lot of effort into production because if that's the only way to reach you, then I've done my job in that instance. Mm. But for me, my work, I str like truly, truly believe is people's souls ultimately Ooh. and people's most inner parts mm. and i take that extremely seriously and i think it makes me very emotional because i take it so seriously, seriously. and because it's such mm. a serious thing mm. if you crash someone's car they pay insurance pays out you know but mm. when you do something to someone's soul Ooh. that may not be a repairable thing so i take my job in that sense seriously and music becomes a vehicle to be able to access people in that way mm. so i really just want to be remembered as someone who was trusted with people's souls mm. i want mm. to be remembered as a person who just understood sure there i think my 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 quest to be understood I kind of live it vicariously through the people who listen to me where I'm mm. like, I just really hope you understand this. Mm. And I really hope it, it just makes sense for you. Where it's like, Zoe gets it. Mm. The way she's put it, like she gets it, mm. you know? Um, and I, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty much it. Just to, for people to know that I, I get it and I do this for them. I, I really d mm. do do this for them. Yeah. Um, music is my source of income, you know? Mm. So I, I, the first time I remember the first time I had to be business minded about music, I was actually heartbroken yeah. because it's, it's a whole new kind mm. of different world. It's this mm. thing that you love on and this thing that you recognize the power of. And then there are people who, um, because it is a business treated quite differently from the way you imagine it. Mm. So with that being said, I do have to earn from it because it is all I do, yeah. but I take it so seriously as a purpose and a calling um, hmm. And I, I want to just be remembered for that. Wow. I, I just a person that respected people's souls and people's mm. lives and just tried to reflect Ooh, that. I literally just got goosebumps just listening to you answer that. Um, but you also talk about how music informs spirituality. Mm. And I think what you just said now encapsulates that so well, you know. Um, because you get onto stage and you're saying, for me, what matters are the souls of the people that are there to watch me, yeah. you know. But what what then happens um, on a day when you yourself are not okay, you know, spiritually? And I know, yes, music will always heal us. Music will always, you know, come through for us. Mm -hmm. But you are also human. Yes. And how how do you deal with it? How do you navigate through that? I always say that, you know, someone asked me recently, is there anything that you resent about music? And mm. I said, no. The things that I resent have to do with music business. Music is not something mm. I resent. 
Um, music is my best friend. Music is my hiding place. Music is 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 like another human being to me. Like a thing I confide in long before it is something mm. I share with people. Mm. Um, and just to answer that question, I am human. And there are times where someone has stressed me off my has stressed my head off before yeah. I have to go on stage yeah. and I have to center myself and still remember Guti, at this point this is what I'm doing mm. what I'm doing is for people I can always go back into myself mm. and it is a responsibility to continue working on ourselves I think as creative people mm. and so that we know that even if there are little hurdles and little bumps where our energies are shifted we can still kind of um, use that energy to better fuel us to be in the spaces mm. to to be used, you know. Um, but I am vulnerable, um, and I don't mind show not showcasing my vulnerability. I don't mind showing my vulnerability. Yeah, there was yeah. a time when I was going through a lot, um, and I was performing a lot as well. <laughs> and I would sing one of my songs called "Alone," and um, for the longest time, I couldn't not sing that song and cry. Mm. So I'd literally be crying every single time I sang that. And I think that speaks to knowing the responsibility I have for other people, but also just being like, well, actually, this I need this song for me mm. right now. Mm. I need this for, for me. Mm. Um, and I'm okay with needing my songs for me sometimes because I am human too. I am listening to what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. I might not know how far I impact other people, but I know what those words do to me. And mm. just because I've been used, I believe, to write those songs, it doesn't mean that that song I can't use for myself, mm. you know. So that's how I navigate it. Yeah. I try to be professional, um, but I also just allow myself to be, to be what I am. Yeah. And what are you, what are you most, what are you looking forward to the most um, in, your, in your journey as a musician? Ah! Man, I'm very ambitious. That's great. We love ambition. <laughs> there is um, a morning show mm. that I was on a few years ago. Yeah. And it was part of PR for uh, a festival that was happening in Cape Town. And I was asked by a presenter, what is it that you like, you know, where do you see yourself in five years and whatnot? Mm. And I said, I want to be a Grammy award winning musician, ah. you know. So I dream ah. extremely big, mm. you know. I think we can be deep about a lot of things, but it's like goals are just so fascinating to kind of think about. And mm. it's so fascinating to see how far your mind can stretch out. And I've actually realized that, you know, sometimes we keep ourselves from what it is that we are supposed to be. Yeah. Because you think, nah, I don't have access to this. Yeah. But you're actually telling yourself, okay, you won't have access yeah. to something. You know, maybe I won't, God forbid, have that Grammy, but I know that just mentally, in terms of that global approach mm. to impacting people, mm. I'm sure that I'll be able to have access to. Mm. So I'm looking forward to, like, traveling, yeah. talking to different people yeah. that um, might not necessarily speak the language I speak, learning yeah. from other people, um, impacting more people. And just like soaking all of life in mm. um, and and have all these goals and amazing things that I want to obtain. But just to remember to be present and, you know, so that mm. when I get to these places I see for myself, I don't forget how I got there, you know, yeah. just to be in the moment. But yeah, I just 
ultimately, I just want to live. Yeah. I want to live and be alive. And do you ever get um, frightened by the stage? I know like, you, you look very natural. <laughs> you look absolutely natural when you do it. I mean, you've been on big stages. You've, you've done the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. Yeah. You've done the Joy of Jazz, which is where I saw you, I think, for the first time that year. Um, but do, do you ever get that thing where you're, you're frightened by the stage and you're like, I'm about to do this? Man, the only time I feel frightened is when I'm unprepared. Mm. that's the only time I feel frightened, mm. like nervous, like, oh my God, yeah. because I don't even know how this is going to go. Yeah. So I avoid being afraid because being unprepared is not a good place to be. Mm. Ever, 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 mm. ever, ever, ever. But I do feel like excited yeah. before I perform. That still happens. Oh, that's beautiful. Like excited, mm. you know. And I think maybe sometimes I'm hard of, on myself because of this mission that I have in mm. terms of like going on stage and what I want to make sure happens, you know. So maybe I can be hard on myself in trying to center myself yeah, and making sure that I, you know, I'm in the best place to do what I'm doing. But I'm usually excited um, meeting different audiences. There's a performance we did in Mozambique mm. at the middle of this year. And I was not nervous, but I, let's say I was excited yeah. because I, I, it wasn't home ground. I couldn't depend on anyone understanding what Inganeguane meant. Yeah. Um, and I had to go off of my energy. And if you haven't traveled a lot performing, you question your energy. Mm. And sometimes you over, sometimes you might overcompensate with jumping around a bit more than what you should. Yeah. Or you compensate. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. trust that what you're doing is enough. Sure. So. I think those are the times that are very interesting to just continue to like operate within my original plan mm. and original theme. Mm. You know, I mustn't try and jump the moon because sometimes my simplicity to other people feels like I'm jumping the moon. Yeah. So that's what, that's something I, I need to remind myself. Like it's okay. Mm. Your costume's fine. Yeah. Just do what you do at home yeah. to people that love and trust you and are ready for you and just love on them kind of mm. thing. But, yeah. And who are some of the musicians that you you would love, you still love to work with, you know, that one musician or maybe two that you're like, you know what, I want to work with this musician and make music with them. Hoo-wee. Right now from the top of my head, I think I always say him. Nakane oh. is one musician oh, I'd love to work yeah. with. And he knows this. It. He knows, he it. knows this. Yeah. So I'm just working, I'm working on myself. <clears throat> mm. To get to a point where I'm like, okay, let's let's do it now. Mm. But he's aware that this is something that I want. Another musician that I would love to work with is um, um, a guy called Vuyo Sotashe, mm. um, who's an amazing singer. He's based in the U.S. in New York right now, and he's he's doing really big things for our mm. country. Like, mm. and uh, I always say, man, maybe if you stayed home, they wouldn't really understand you. Yeah, I think sometimes. And I say this with so much love yeah. to my fellow like South Africans, but sometimes we don't recognize excellence and we wait for it to be loved on by other people mm. before we can say, jump on the bag wagon, like, yeah, she's yeah. ours, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, he was, he was very similar to that. And I think even Nakane having to move away from home mm. and kind of be celebrated is adding 
a novelty to him back home, you know, which is something we need to mm. work on. But he's an amazing vocalist that is actually coming to the Joy of Jazz um, to perform with um, Winston Marsalis mm. with the orchestra. So yeah. people get to pre- appreciate him. So these are those are the two people. Oh, wow. I'd love to work I actually, I can see it with you and Nakane. It's it's there. I can actually see you guys ah! make a song together. Or yes! even more than a song. Um but yeah, let's let's also throw forward to the Joy of Jazz. I know that you've got um Joy of Jazz coming up, something special for the women. Yes. Um let's get into that. Let's talk a bit about it. Yeah, so the Joy of Jazz um is happening on the twenty sixth and twenty seventh mm. of September. Um, it's my, probably my third time. My first time at the Joy of Jazz was as a student. Mm. I was auditioning to be a part of, um, a standard bank youth jazz choir, uh, in Grahamstown. Managed to be one of the vocalists and I was happy about it. (laughs) The second time was about two years ago and I was able to, um, perform my own music. Yeah. And now I think with like, Everything that is going on, the femicide and mm. the, just the create man, this world is crazy mm. right now. <laughs> it is insane. And, and the fact that people's lives are becoming hashtags. Yeah. And for me, it's troublesome because we're even normalizing that in our quest to create awarenesses. We normalize all these things, mm. right? But with all of that happening, I'm very happy to have been asked by that by the joy of jazz to come together with four women, um, oh. two international uh, women acts as well, for us to come together as four women and just kind of unify and just love on everyone that has yeah. ovaries or everyone that identifies themselves as a woman. And, you know, mm. yeah. I, I can't wait, actually. Um, I think I'm, I will make time to go check that out. Um but before we, we, we close, um, a couple of questions. What what sits at the core of your soul or your spirit? Hmm. Wow, that's a beautiful question. What sits at the core of my soul? I think what sits at the core of my soul is... Just to live and be alive while I'm mm. living. Um, I, I I don't openly talk about um, my struggle with depression mm. um, because I think I have to figure out what that is. Sometimes when you are in the position that I'm in creatively, people want to make a poster kid out of you, and I, I don't think I'm the poster kid for mm. that experience. Because I didn't experience the worst of it, in my opinion. Mm. But I I have struggled just with existence generally. Um, So what becomes at the core of my soul is to live and to Mm. be alive. Hmm. And like to truly be alive. Because, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you wake up, you go to sleep, you wake up, you're stuck in traffic, you go to sleep, you wake up, you have breakfast, you go to sleep, you wake up, you complain to your boss, you go to sleep, you wake up, you yeah, go to rehearsal. It's but it's like, mm. there's nothing to anything, mm. you know. Um, and we have social media telling us things that aren't quite anything, you know, mm. um, where people think that people are living the best version of their lives. People are getting divorced and taking amazing pictures, mm. you know, on Instagram. Mm. People are 
losing jobs and taking amazing pictures on Instagram. People aren't getting paid and, you know, so we're mm. just, we're living such, we're living in such an alternate world where we think everything is okay when it's not. Mm. And we live in a world where we think we're living when we're not. Mm. So mm. I just want to live. Yeah. I just want to live. I want to take amazing pictures and look like your woman crush Wednesday every day. But yeah. I also want to be like alive. Yeah. Oh. And so what are the other upcoming shows that you have that we can check out, that we can look forward to besides Joy of Jazz, of course? Um, I know you're working on Kwasuga Sugela. Yes. Uh, when can we expect the next show? Um, how are the preps going along for that? If you have started prepping. Oh, man. I'm very excited about putting all these shows together. Mm. Um, but I think we're just still trying to recoup from the show that we've done. Like yeah, I said, I am self-funded. Yeah. So things do take a little longer than they're supposed mm. to. Um, but I am working into having those performances in different cities. And just, you know, creating more thank you moments for everyone. Because these people are not all in Joburg, mm. you know. Um and I have the Joy of Jazz and Afropunk to look forward to. Oh, yeah. That I've started planning my outfits for. Oh, no. How can I forget about Afropunk? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so that that's very exciting. Oh, I'm very that excited is so about exciting. That. Um, and I mean, everything else, I'll just say, guys, just, you know, yeah. stay tuned to my bosom. Yeah. Follow me on the mediums and, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll keep you posted about what it is exactly that I'll be getting up to. Mm. But those are the things i'm excited for About, and new music yeah, yeah. And new music new music is exciting yeah what are you, what what's what are you playing right now what are you listening to let me actually go through my phone <laughs> i don't want to lie because you know sometimes when you when you ask the question you have your go-to's and it's yeah. like no but that's not it yeah so ooh, this is interesting <laughs> so i'm listening to amory is this one thing that got oh okay <laughs> i'm listening A to cassie <laughs> I'm listening to Jabu Kanyele, Bobby McFerrin, Musim mm, Klongo, Something Soweto, Kwani Experience, considering that they'll be performing at yeah, the Afropunk as well. Yeah. Man, the OJs, Donny Hathaway. Oh, come on. Okay. Uh, Mamo Sidibe, uh, Mini Ripperton, Roberta Fleck, Normani, who's showing us flames. Ooh. Mandisi, Yankees. Mm. Man, Mandisi. just, ah, yeah. my playlist is free. It, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I I thank you so much for making time to sit with me over coffee. Um I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Um I can't wait. I can't wait to see more of you. I can't wait to experience more of you. You know? Um I actually did have a question before we close. Mm -hmm. Um ooh, I can see the moon and it's looking so beautiful. <laughs> um but nice studio. You know, <laughs> when you when you step on stage how, so I, I said to you that you command attention without even saying a word, mm -hmm. you know. Do you think that it's just you, the energy that, that you know, you have? Like, how, how do you get that? How do you get it right? I pray for it. Mm. Mm. I pray for it. Wow. Mm. You know, the funny thing, I think, when it comes to being on stage and, and just being alive generally, mm. is that, like, I'm not, like, the biggest artist right now. You know, that's not a surprise. It's not, you know, it's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm 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 a I'm a young artist who is probably recognized in the jazz and niche spaces and mm. by cool kids mm. and um cool kids and cool kids and you know amazing cool kids at that and I'm grateful for the people that know my music mm. most importantly but I think in spaces if you don't know me as the Uzo mm. Imudiha I usually like disappear into spaces ironically mm. um I've I don't want to say struggled. But I, I've actually let's call it struggled with mm. the idea of feeling invisible generally. Yeah, yeah. So unless I, I'm showing my party trick, which mm. is my music, mm. then it's I'm hard to notice in a room. Hmm. So with me realizing that and not wanting to play on it, but mm. realizing what that is, I I know that my gift is greater than me, and I know what it can do for people. So I just pray. For that attention, Ooh. I pray to not be invisible, mm. especially not there. You know, it's yeah, like God. Especially, I mean, I can try and get my way around being visible mm. in conversations about politics, which mm. I want to be. I, I can get, I can get around all these things, but I think the actual main purpose, I don't want to be invisible there. Mm. So I, I pray for that. I pray to be able to impact people and for people to be impacted. They can't be on their phones mm. through most of the show. Texting. Mm. <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> then, then it's like, how am I going to impact you? You know, but I'm grateful for that, but it's not, it doesn't belong to me. I ask for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. You've given me such a beautiful conversation. And I thank you so much for thank it. Thank you. Um, this yeah. is amazing. The child latte was great. I, I, I'm <laughs> glad you enjoyed it. Thank, thank you so you. much for making time for us. Um, and that's it from myself and the beautiful, beautiful Zoe Mudika. Um, I hope you continue to listen, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be bringing more of these conversations to you where we sit down with your favorite musicians at their most vulnerable, you know, and pure and authentic um, um, being or form. Um, that's it from me, myself, Vivian. Um, and that's it from Zoe Mudika. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Thank you. This is um, amazing. We, we hope that you enjoy this conversation. Until next time. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. about a conversation beyond the highs and how you doing how's about the becoming bliss bliss and the way we're relating all the pages still stuck together now with coffee stains and and bent corners but i swear 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 i'm a good read from the cover to the blur sonnets and words to keep the mind yes 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 you'd be filled to the brim yes 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 are you willing to dive in Hello. Hello. Hi. Bye. Hello. Hello.
Yes, I see you. I'm no fool, but I gotta keep cool. Cause it scares me how beautiful you look. I got some questions I gotta ask, but first I pump my fist against my chest. I'm the best. I psych myself up, yes. First question Am I good enough? Do I need a change? Next question, am I tall enough? Do I need extra game? Oh, third question, am I brave enough? Can I get your name? I know I'm strange, but all I want to say is Hello, hello, hey, hey, hi, bye Hello, hello, hey, hey, hi, bye Hello, hello